Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, babies? Welcome back to another episode of Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. Hey, honey. Hi, honey. Feels like it's been more than a week, doesn't it? No, it kind of does. It's been too long. Well, we're going to have two a week coming up next week. Oh, yeah. It's coming up that fast. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The VPR premiere. I haven't seen a single lick of it. The commercials are on everywhere we look. Yeah. Seen the, all the previews, the commercials, all that stuff, but we have not seen any insider premiere. No. Someone told me that they saw the... Oh, no. Did you tell me someone saw a Valley commercial? Yeah. I got a text, but then he said it was social media. It oh. Was <laughs> So never mind about that. Um, so it's been a fun week. I did Britney's podcast. Then we had Britney's girl's birthday dinner to all of y'all that were like, where are the boys at? Is everyone okay? Are Kristen, are you and Luke okay? Are Jackson and Britney okay? It, it was just a, a girl and gays night. That's what she wanted. And we're having another party this weekend at their bar to celebrate the Lions and Britney because she's the best. Perfect. I can't wait. And, you know, sometimes you just need that. Yeah. Need those girls' nights, girls and gays' nights, and the guys' nights. And It was a lot of fun. And I'm going to have Brittany on soon, and we'll tell you all about that crazy night. Okay. We're going to save it for that. But for today, we did an Ask Me Anything, and I was wildly overwhelmed by the amount of questions. So thank you guys so much for writing in. Um, you want to just get started? Yeah, let's dive into it. Okay, we'll start slow and easy, and we won't get anything too crazy right off the top, okay? Okay, you got me worried. I have not seen these yet, so... Luke, how tall are you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just a hair under 6'2". Just a hair under 6'2". I say you're 6'2", because I just want you to be taller. I'm like, guy's like barely 6'3". I mean, with shoes on, I'm over 6'2". Next question. Are we trying for a baby again soon? And this is from Harry... Harry again... 77. Harry again? Hair we again. Oh, 77. That was Harry again, which is no. everybody that shaves anything, you're always going to be Harry again. Okay, that's true. Anyway, are we trying for a baby again soon? Um, do you want to answer? I, I think answer? No, I think it's more your If I Okay, it's house. it's just to, it's just up to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we 
I think we said this on the podcast already because we're pretty open and honest, but we did try right after the pregnancy loss. I was ovulating a couple weeks later and it didn't happen. So we're just taking a breather for a minute, taking a breather and we're going to try again in a couple months, I think. Yeah. We'll reconvene when it's, I guess, warmer or when it's warmer. I don't know. When what's winter? What? <laughs> what are you talking I, about? Y- you know, I just mean when the we- uh, whatever. When the weather's warmer, Next. we'll try to. Yeah, you'll exactly. come inside me again. <laughs> I guess. Oh my God, sure. Luke's a little that's why, that's why I said you should take this. Get some whiskey, babe. Uh, okay. Um, somebody wants to know how they can watch the Valley overseas. Well, it was really like, how can I watch it in Italy? How can I watch it in Brazil? So, you guys, I don't know the answer to that question. I know that when I was on Vanderpump Rules, it was syndicated in well over a hundred countries. So wherever you watch that in your country, uh, most wherever likely, you watch an NBC Universal, most likely umbrella. Peacock. I don't know what the streaming rules are in other countries, uh, but that is a question we can run up the chain, up the yeah. ladder, and figure out for you. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. Like in Australia, when I was there, it was Hey You. So. I don't totally know, but we did get a question of when is the spinoff from J Rose 85? And I've seen online many, many a times, Alex Baskin, who was the creator of the Valley as well as Vanderpump Rules. Um, Alex Baskin at the Vanderpump premiere very publicly said in in the press line that Valley will air on the eighth week of Vanderpump Rules. So if you do your girl math and Vanderpump airs on January 30th, go eight weeks out. And that's the day that we premiere. Okay. We premiere on March 19th. That wasn't the date that I was told to begin with, but that is now the official date. So March 19th, here we come. All right. Not on my birthday for once. Normally Vanderpump Rules airs on my birthday and it's always like a reunion or like a really shitty episode or like a finale. And I'm, and then I have to talk about it in press and I'm like, this is my birthday. Great. (laughs) Well, yep. Definitely not this year. Nope. Not this year. So this year we will be in Hawaii on your birthday. We will be in Hawaii on my birthday. Quite the different uh, vibe. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready for adventures and relaxation before the crazy begins again. Whales and sunsets. Hell right. yeah. Uh, next question. What area did you buy the land in and begin home building from Terra Danielle 100? So do you want to explain about our, yeah. our land that we bought? Yeah, I'll explain. Uh, so we bought a lot as an investment. We do not intend to build on this said lot. Uh, believe Even we it's got, a really great neighborhood. It's an awesome neighborhood. Definitely. However, we feel that was undervalued and therefore we bought it as an investment to eventually sell. So yeah, anyway, the area is south of Indianapolis, north of Bloomington. I'll leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, so it is in Indiana, too, you guys. It's not specific. in Michigan. But yeah, it was, I don't know, we're adulting. Luke's a big like investment person and I'm trying to be a better adult in ways like that. <laughs> I can take care of my dogs, my house, my stuff, everybody around me. But when it comes to like businessy adulting, it's just like not my favorite thing. But yeah. you're really good at it. So there we are. Luke, what are you most proud of about yourself as well as me and for us about each other from Suzanne Dawson? Oh, you're going to spring this on me like yeah, that. Yeah, Oh, I am. man. What are you most proud of about yourself? I can. I know what I'm the most proud of you. What, what makes me the most proud of you? It's like all the things that I love about you. I just think you take everything like little by little. You don't really allow things to overwhelm you. And like you always say, you always land on your own two feet. You're not afraid of adventure. You're not afraid of change. And you always make shit happen. And as businessy of a man that you are, you're also such a dreamer. And I think it's such an interestingly complex situation with you because I 
don't really know how to be emotional and logistical and be a dreamer, but also be structured. And I think you've really, that's just kind of who you are. You've learned to balance those things. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. That's super sweet. Yeah. Um, be totally honest, this timing uh, at the moment, I'm not super, I don't know, up on myself, kind of been beating myself up recently. I don't know if it's the winter yeah. months or what it is, but it's, uh, yeah, more difficult than it should be to come up with what I'm proud of myself for. Okay. So. Well, we had a full moon just yeah. recently. I, I washed all, I cleansed all of our crystals and charged them, gave Luke some black tourmaline to hang on to, to suck that negativity out. Mm-hmm. Well, Usually I don't want to like project it. No, it's you're like, not. But no. everyone has bad days and it's okay to have bad days and it's okay to have bad moments or like question things. Right. Yeah, it is. But that's why I'm telling you all the things oh, yeah, that you're yeah. amazing at, you know? Uh-huh. Thanks, baby. Okay, great. We're going to move on from that one because Luke's just not feeling it right now, which is okay. Sometimes I'm the Debbie fucking downer. You're not a Debbie downer. <laughs> I love you so much. All right, let's just get into this one. I got about a trillion questions. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. This is from Monica Bierman. What is going on with you and Lala? Is there beef? Luke, what's going on with you and Lala? I'm just oh, kidding. Me and Lala, see. <laughs> she just really doesn't like me for some reason. No. Okay, so here's, here's the thing with me and Lala. I have been sitting on this not thinking I was going to talk about it on the podcast because Lala is my friend. Well, I guess was my friend because according to her in this moment, she doesn't know who I am. She's not even sure if she's ever heard of my podcast or the podcast even exists. It does. So Lala, I chose to text Lala when I heard that she was upset with me because I was very caught off guard. I did not know that she was upset about anything and a friend filled me in on that, a couple of people. So I sent Lala a text about this. So what happened from my understanding is that I did Zach Peters live podcast in November and I was with Gigi from Shaw's and Reza was also up on stage with us. I found out the day before that Gigi from Shaw's was going to be on stage with me. Also, I'm just going to toss this out there. I was pregnant at the time, so very sober, very exhausted, um, a little nervous. But I text Zach and said, oh, so Gigi and I are on stage together. Okay, well, FYI, she can't stand me. Like she's never liked me. We've never gotten along. And he offered to not have us on stage together. And I said, that was ridiculous. Like we're adults. It's not a big deal. I'm just giving him a heads up because I've never gotten a warm greeting from her in my life. So cut to, we are on stage together. I find out Reza's coming. Reza's a friend of mine. I love him dearly. I'm like, hey, this is a great buffer, right? And for whatever reason, we end, I end up sitting in between Gigi and Reza. This live podcast was streamed. So it was live streaming as well, from what I understand. And at one point, whether it was Zach or someone in the audience was asking Gigi about her beef with Lala, which I really didn't know about, if I'm being honest. I didn't know that Gigi was friends with Randall. I didn't know that this is the way this was going to go. So it went pretty... It, it went pretty shitty. It went pretty dark. And Gigi ended up saying some shit about Lala's parenting, which I do think is extremely fucked up. And where Lala got upset is that I did not fight back about that, that I didn't say anything to defend Lala. So here's how I feel. In the moment, what I had heard was that Lala said I laughed about it. So my text to her said, 
that absolutely did not happen. And I got the footage. I watched it back. And I wrote her and said, you can see, I clench my jaw, I roll my eyes, and I turn toward Reza. And you can hear me say, why am I sitting in the middle right now? Or why am I sitting in between you two? Or something along those lines. And now in hindsight, here's the thing. I didn't feel it was like my fight to fight because I thought it was just so mundane and so stupid. Who cares what this chick has to say? Right. Why would you respect if she's friends with Randall? Like, she's a fucking tool. She's a fool, as it is to begin with. And Lala is an insanely wonderful mother. She's a great mom. She's always put Ocean first. She's been through hell and high water with everything Randall's put her through, which I'm sure you guys are all aware of if you listen to Give Them Lala. So I was a little stung and a little hurt, number one, that Lala, I'm talking to you and to all of you guys listening, that as my friend, if Lala was upset about this, it was something that hurt her feelings. If she pissed her off, she should have just called me, just call me, shoot me a text and say, this really fucking hurt my feelings. This was not cool. I'm not happy about this. And we could have had a conversation, but instead she started telling our friends who then had to come back to me weeks later and fill me in on this. So of course I'm like a little, I honestly, like I was a little bitchy about it. Like, well, I, here's my take on it. And this isn't going to be nice because okay. I live in the real world, not in this crazy reality version of the real world where you can call someone your friend and then not address something like this and take it up to everyone else and right. then act like you're going to make up and be fine with it. Just grow the fuck up. Like if you guys are real friends, if you were ever really friends, mm-hmm. And something upset you because someone didn't act the way that you would have or you thought they should have. Mm-hmm. If you don't take it to them, you have no respect for that person. You're going to go talk to other people to try to blow this up and be a bigger deal. Lala, reach out to Kristen if you guys are real friends. She didn't do anything intentional. And it's quite clear that there was nothing intentional to harm you whatsoever. The way you interpreted it. Thank you. know, you. I agree. I mean, because the only time I can think of... I can fully think of when Lala said something, uh, she did it on Watch What Happens Live, and she and I have talked about this on her podcast before. This is like a long time ago. But there was a question from Andy saying, which one of the Vanderpump Rules cast members would you not allow to babysit Ocean? And she said me. And I was fucking gutted. I cried. I, I think I knew in my heart of hearts, in the back of my mind, it was like a funny jab Kristen can take it. It's funny to make fun of her. But for me, all I heard was, okay, I'm the oldest girl. I'm the only one other than like Katie, like without a baby. And now you're saying you wouldn't let me watch your daughter. Like it just, to me, it was like really fucking hurtful, but I didn't come to her with it for a while because I didn't really know how to handle it. And I didn't go around telling everyone else when I finally felt like I could say something to her and I was a little more calm about it. I did text her and I did talk to her about it. And she apologized and said, oh my God, it was just like a joke. I didn't mean it. And it was cleared up instead of me going, fuck you, you're dead to me, to all of my best girlfriends who are her friends as well. So that is really where I stood with that. And so, like I said, I text her these things, never got a response back. This has been a while now. And I will say this too, because this is so like convoluted. I read this quote today. It said, surround yourself with people who fight for you in rooms you're not in. And where I'm going to apologize is that Lala was not in that room to fight for herself. That makes me feel like I should have said something. And I think normal me in my normal brain would have turned to this girl, maybe, because that's kind of what I've always done, right? I'm fighting other people's fights all the time. It's also what I get in trouble for. So it's like a really difficult balance at times. But reading that quote 
made me go, you know what? That's kind of fucked up, Kristen, because Lala wasn't there to defend herself. She wasn't there to have her own voice. You're her friend. I should have said something like, that's not cool. Don't say that in front of me. Don't talk about my friend like that. So Lala, for that, I'm sorry. You know what? I should have done it. I just feel like we are fucking grown adults. If you have a problem with a friend, if something upsets you, call your friend. If you're friends, that's the if thing. It's like, just call it what it is. If you're not friends, then don't act like you right. are. Because a lot of the times we've been around you, you have been a friend. I think I've told Kristen, I think you're cool. I think you're real. Mm-hmm. But this is not that. And no, I, so that's why I'm confused and don't know what's going on, like why you wouldn't take it up. But right. hey. Well, then, and I also want to say that I've now roped in my my good buddy, one of my very, very close friends, Josh Peck. Hi, Joshy. I've now roped Josh Peck into this fucking friend or ex-friend beef on the internet because he will have Lala next week on the Good Guys podcast and... He had texted me and said, hey, I'm having Stassi and Lala on separately. Um, is there anything I should like ask them or no or whatever? And I said, well, and I told him about this beef. So he did bring it up. And Lala said, I guess, like, read me your phone. And I put Josh in this fucking awesomely horrible situation. But Josh is my boy. And he also said Lala was an amazing guest. So Lala, you know I love you. I think you handled this like shit. I'm not happy about the way you're fucking talking about me or my podcast because it's just so petty. However, you weren't there for, to fight in the room for yourself. I should have said something. I understand why your feelings were hurt. Next time, just come to me and say my feelings were hurt and don't blast it on the internet that you don't know who I am. Calm down. <sighs> so I'm still a little perturbed by that part, as you can see. I see. But I think, yeah, you're being the bigger person right now. There's more I could say, but none of it's nice. So I'm ready to move on. Okay, let's move on. So that's the beef with me and Lala. Let's face it, life can be stressful. It can be overwhelming, and it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense and anxious. Stress can also make a mess of your digestion and immune system too. But here's the thing, your life doesn't have to be a constant downpour. Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress-soothing formula from Just Thrive. Say goodbye to frazzled nerves and hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood-lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks, you guys. And for the next level mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. This company is paving the way in the natural health space. If you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic today. Visit JustThriveHealth.com and use promo code DOTI. While you're there, check out all the other clinically-backed products. Take control today with Just Thrive. Ladies, did you know that one of the most common complaints from women about their sexual health is a frustrating low libido? Our sex drives can decline, but it's also treatable. Addy, or Flubanserin, is FDA approved and has been clinically proven to increase sexual desire in certain premenopausal women who are bothered by a low libido. So if you feel like you've lost your desire and want to get it back, stop falling for the snake oils and ask your doctor about Addy today or go to Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Addy is 
for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past, who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Do not take if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Addy. Allergic reactions may include hives, itching or trouble breathing. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI and medication guide, including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Go to addy.com and use code DOTI for a $10 telemedicine appointment to find out if Addy is right for you. And then just to get this out of the way, thoughts on Stassi. This is from, sorry, HDW Football 80. Thoughts on Stassi saying she turned on the sizzle reel for the Valley. Um, I know that she did. I remember that from over two years ago. It's just not for her. I was sent a transcript of her podcast with Jeff Lewis, and then I just decided to watch and listen for myself. And I kind of agreed with everything that she said. I don't think that it was shady or mean or hurtful, and it was honest. Sassy and I don't talk or hang out very often. I still consider her family. I would be there for her if she ever needed me. But she does, we lead very different lives. And I just think she was honest. Luke, you heard it and listened to it. You kind yeah. of thought the same thing. Absolutely. There was nothing mean about what Stassi no. said. She was just honest that it's just not her group. It, she doesn't want to change her life to do this television show that it does not reflect the life she's living. Exactly. I mean, I'm on this show and I believe I've only been <laughs> in the same room as Stassi one time. And I had to, I asked Kristen afterward, I was like, have I ever even met Stassi? She's like, yeah, kind of at, you know, this bar, she was there and I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice. I didn't. I have not right. been formally introduced to Stassi. Right. Um, we just have, so, we have different lives. She's not wrong. Exactly. I mean, she has two kids. She's a husband. She's. We just have different lives. This not reflecting her her actual reality is accurate. I I'd agree. say. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. I hope. I'm sure you guys were hoping for some crazy like tea and beef, but nope, not no, for I'm me. I'm happy for Same. like have your own happy little bubble with your yes. kids and your husband. Good for you, Stassi. Hell yes. Good for you. I 100%. fucking agree wholeheartedly for real. Um, next question. This is from Sam and Roxy Rooney. Why do my lips look like I've been stung by a bee? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yes. It's what Kristen wanted for some reason. It's kind of what I wanted. I mean, they're not ridiculous, but here's the thing. Shout out to Rachel Wolfson, comedian (laughs) extraordinaire. Who the needs only, to come on this podcast? We yeah, will have her. Yes, Rachel. I We are having you on here. Um, the only female in Jackass if you're living under a rock. I saw Rachel get stung by a scorpion. So I was like, I want to get stung by a scorpion in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened. No. Kristen would have been I got a little bit of filler terrified. because it makes me feel good about myself. And I probably posted when they were freshly like plump and hadn't gone down yet. But also, if you ask this question and have not seen the video of Rachel Wolfson's uh, scorpion lip filler, look it up. <laughs> Take it. Enjoy that. Enjoy. Because it's, it's hilarious. You're Rachel, welcome. you're a boss for going, She's such a boss, going through with that. She's amazing. And happy belated birthday, Rach. Um, next question. And this is anonymous. So someone was asking, I had a couple of, actually a few questions about this is if I can just share more 
about my experience taking Lexapro. And another person had written in saying that um, her husband's newly on it and is experiencing a lot of fatigue. So thank you for asking what my experience is because you guys, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to tell you what to do, how it should make you feel. It was recommended to me and I decided to go on it. For me, it took, you know, it took a bit to kind of feel a change. And I will tell you in my experience, I did not, it wasn't this like click or like this overnight, like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy all of a sudden. I'm not depressed. I'm happy. It's not a, it's not a benzo. It's not this immediate thing. It's something that happens over time, but I definitely noticed a shift in my clinical depression. It doesn't mean that situationally I'm not depressed at times, but it's been a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. So if it is something that you're considering, I highly recommend talking to a doctor about it, a psychiatrist, and just finding out from your doctor. That's all I can really say. And as far as the fatigue is concerned, um, in my experience, I do not experience fatigue, but I know that that is a side effect of it. And I was told to take it at nighttime. For me, I take it in the morning because that's when I remember to take it because of my awesome ADHD. So I take it in the morning, but I don't experience the fatigue, but I think that's a very normal side effect that most people feel. So they recommend taking it at night. So that's all I can really say about it. It worked for me. If you're curious, definitely go see an actual doctor. Right? Right. 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 I, I don't have a comment on that. I know you don't. So, well, this one kind of goes back to, I think, some things we were just talking about, but Luke, I'd like you to weigh on weigh in on this. This is from Tiffany Taylor. How to deal with close, like having a fallout with close friends when you're in your 40s. Now, you're in your 30s, I understand, but we're both adults. I mean, I'm LA 40s for sure, as far as maturity goes. Um, I think you're like LA 50s. Um, Are there specifics? What? Are there specifics to the question? No, no, but I wrote down another quote because that's what I do. And I read this quote the other day that said, God removes people from your life because he heard conversations you didn't. And that hit me like a ton of fucking bricks. Like, I mean, it's true. Whoa. There are certain people, whether you believe it or not, some people may have actually cleansed all these people from their lives, but most people have somebody that is talking shit about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Every single person gets their turn on the table being like, having shit thrown at them, be like, well, this is the problem with that person. Well, this person would be perfect if they didn't blah, 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 blah. Like there's mm-hmm. these, these types of people around. I'm sure everyone's come in contact with them. Um, as but far as I think this question I, goes. Yeah, I think, so it's how do you deal with like close friends falling out like in like this stage of our life? And I'm not going to lie, it's almost easier. Well, I was, I was just going off the quote you said. That's oh, why sure. I said before I was leading into this. But ultimately... You know, it all depends on where you are with your circle, whether they're completely out of the outer circle after that, or if they need to do some things to work their way back in. But as you get older, your circle gets smaller, mm-hmm. you know, it's more proximity based or I don't know, you become friends by convenience in certain ways. And if someone, if it doesn't work out, but you know, their kid's still on the same soccer team as your kids, right. you know, you're still going to see each other. You can be f- Friendly. You can be acquaintances. You can be friendly. You can have buddies. If this is, well, they said close friend fallout. So I guess, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more factors to this in my opinion, but it's really what caused the fallout. Was it something very tragic? Was it something slightly unforgivable? Was it just 
factors like outside of your friendship that caused this. I think communication is everything. It's what Luke and I always say. If I just said it about me and Lala. If you can have that conversation and figure out what the fallout is about. And if someone's not willing to converse with you about that, then maybe that's the fucking problem to begin with. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, I guess it depends on how loosely you're using close friends. Like the close friends okay. I have have years of rapport. You know, I don't have close friends. Anyone I'd call a close friend that I don't have, what, probably at least five years of rapport with. Mm-hmm. I guess other than you. <laughs> but that being said, there's an old saying, time heals everything. It doesn't heal everything, but it can help a lot. It can help emotions kind of fade away. And if it is a, an emotional response to someone that maybe hurt you in an emotional way, but didn't like truly cause damage to your life, maybe you can get over it and you guys can get back to being friends down the road. It'll still have to be addressed at some point. Just don't sweep, don't sweep it under the rug because eventually there'll be a lump and you'll trip over it and you may break your nose. Hey, I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't need to. Yeah. Luke wins. Good job, man. Yes. (laughs) No, that was a great fucking answer. I totally agree. And if we didn't answer it, enough for you and you want us to get into it more, send us an email, babe. Uh, Next question. This is from Debbie 26. Did you guys drink the cocktails in interviews or were they just props on Vanderpump Rules? So they were just props, but we definitely had drinks. Most of us. (laughs) We had drinks like sitting aside. Those were like taped down to the glass table. And sometimes it was real. Sometimes it was like a beer for the guys. Sometimes it was like water and food coloring or like apple juice or something. Cause you got to remember the shit's sitting there for hours and hours and hours, like collecting dust. And it's a continuity thing. So if we were really drinking out of it, the lipstick gets on it, the beverage goes down. So that's just the magic of TV. I feel like we had hmm. drinks in some of our interviews for the Valley, nope. but I didn't last time. We don't, we don't at all. Nope. Maybe you're right. I think they asked us what we wanted and then we never yes. like did it, which makes more sense because Vanderpump was like, oh, you work at a bar, you're bartenders. Here's, right. here's a blue cocktail. <laughs> um, so oh, this is a really fun one. Okay. Hit me with it. This is from Trisha underscore Maria underscore. What are our phobias? This is terrible. I don't have a phobia. Uh, I. You have more than one. You have enough for both of us. I do. But I think my biggest, I mean, I hate bugs. I'm terrified of bugs in general, like creepy crawly bugs. Um, Tiny ones don't bother me. So I don't think it's necessarily a phobia. Like I don't have an extreme panic attack over this, but I do have panic attacks. So I think what it is called, I've read like basophobia or basophobia, B-A-S-O phobia. And this is different than acrophobia. So acrophobia is a fear of heights. I'm not, I always, I'm like, am I afraid of heights? No, I'm afraid of falling. So the fear of falling is the basophobia, if I'm saying that correctly. I think it's heights, though, too. I mean, no, you, you I skydive. I go on roller coasters. You couldn't get within 10 feet of the ledge of my cliff in Colorado Correct. without like feeling nauseous. And so what I wrote was, I'm afraid of falling, leaning over an edge, bridges over water, hikes, or driving on steep cliffs. I've actually broken down in tears. You went skydiving. You can't be afraid of falling. You chose to fall out of a plane. I jumped. It's a fall. I've no, done it's it. not. I don't think it's it's not. I I chose to go up and put a parachute on and jump out of a plane. Sure, but I'm them afraid saying of jump. You literally just lean okay, forward. Fair. It's not but I chose that. I but I'm terrified of like going to a tall building or like and standing on the edge, even like a tall balcony, like a really tall like skyscraper balcony, mm-hmm. and standing near the edge. Hell no. A rooftop standing near the edge. Hell no. Bridges over water. Okay. Like I said, hiking, even just hiking. And there's a, a very steep decline. 
it absolutely makes me cry, feel like I'm going to throw up, might shit myself. I want to curl up into a ball and just get the fuck out. I start shaking like uncontrollably. So whatever the fuck fear that is, that's my phobia. I think it's fear of falling. Okay. That's okay. fair. I'm not. You don't have any, any phobias. You know, I tried to think about it. I there can't is a phobia. With... I don't remember the name. There's a phobia that's a fear of phobias. <laughs> I don't have that fear though. I mean, if I had to come up with a fear, like something that I'm truly afraid of, yeah. it is. I don't even know what you're afraid like of. Like total loss of autonomy, not being able to make my own decisions anymore. Mm. Like that would be a fear I'd have, but I don't know if there is a phobia for that. Mm-hmm. And that was like deep thing. I did a deep dive to try yeah. to figure that out. You were searching. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm searching. But if I lost like the ability to make decisions for myself, I just had to f- follow orders day in, day out. If you were like 24/7. Britney Spears in her conservatorship. Is that what's going on? I don't, I'm not. No, I'm she's not. free now. Oh. Oh man, she's free Britney. She was in a conservatorship for 13 years under her dad and a bunch of rando people who were making way too much fucking money off of her money. And she finally got freed. I can't believe you don't know this. No, I don't you know. You need to listen to the audiobook. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Uh, Moving on. Luke, how long did it... Oh, sorry. This is from Seville Sizer 04. Luke, how long did it take you to get used to filming? That's a really good question because I feel like you were so much better than I was like season one of Vanderpump Rules, seeing a camera in my face for the first time. What did that feel like? I want to know. And then how long did it take you to get used to it? So being in front of cameras is obviously foreign to me. You know, I don't believe I ever really forgot that they were there, like had any kind of discrepancy of are there cameras on me or not? Mm. Like I have this compartmentalization ability that I'm like, okay, I can put it back here and and ignore them, like actively ignore them and go about what I'm doing. But I never like forgot about them or never entered this space that I think some people do mentally. That's like cameras on or off. I'm going to be this exact same person and I'm not going to have any awareness of it. Mm -hmm. I never really got to that. It was like they you know, I could minimize it and be like, ignore them, do right. my thing, but totally getting used to it. I mean, did you ever probably not, huh? You were used to it and being that it never, I guess what I'm saying is like, it sounds like it never really bothered you. Like you weren't self-conscious. No, I wasn't really self-conscious. No, no, no. I just don't think I, I did feel, I guess, some sense of relief when I'd take a mic off and yeah. it'd be done. Yeah. I remember being like that my first season for sure. And they were more flies on a wall in the first couple of seasons of Vanderpump Rules than they have been the rest of my entire reality TV experience. Because I am more aware and I know what I'm doing, but I still am honest. But the first couple of seasons, I was very aware they were there, but almost at the same time, I was kind of just being. Because yeah. there was no, we weren't being produced by any means, you know? Right. That's a, that's a great answer, you know? Okay. Okay, next question. Oh, this is a really good one. This is from Casey Ward. Advice for intimacy in long-term relationships when your body has changed. Long-term, not long distance. Long-term. long-term. Your body changes. Yeah. So I can very much relate to this because I feel like my body has changed a whole lot. And I'm not just saying because of pregnancy. I'm just saying like I've gained weight. There are times where, I mean, Luke is, you're the best partner. Like you really are. You don't ever make me feel that way. I never feel, you You make me feel so secure, but I'm so insecure in my own head that I'm like, I don't want to take my shirt off and I don't want you to like see my belly or like see my fat and make sure the lights are off at times. And then it makes me not as excited to come on to you because I'm not comfortable with my own self, but you do nothing to make me feel that way. You always make me feel so comfortable. So I think my advice, if you have a very loving, 
partner who does make you feel good about yourself is really, girl, it's on you. Like you have to get out of your own head and definitely, you know, and do things to make yourself feel better. Go for walks, work out if you can. Like, I don't know what, you know, kind of struggles you're having, but these are the same things that I tell myself. It's just like little by little every day, nothing's going to happen overnight. I'm not going to lose a bunch of weight overnight, but little by little, just try to do things to make myself happier. So I am a little more secure. Only thing that ever crosses my mind is how much it weighs on you. And obviously I haven't called things out. No, it doesn't bother me at all, but I see it bothering you. And so I don't know how to, um, I guess I try, I, I do what I can to give you confidence, but I don't know what I can do to help you get that confidence back. Yeah. I, I I don't think you can. I think it really is a personal thing is, and like I'm saying this with a very supportive loving partner who tells me I'm beautiful and then I'm hot and then he wants me like all the time. I feel very lucky and that's how your partner should be. So I hope that your partner is doing that for you. So you really need, in my experience, telling myself this as well as like, just work on your own brain and that that person's not looking at you the way that you're looking at yourself. Right. Well, I'd say, you know, there are other things too, other factors that help or hurt your mental state and your confidence. Mm-hmm. And well, one, doing things that you're good at, two, being physically active, and three, your gut health. You know, we had the Just Thrive oh, yeah. podcast. Like, gut health is a big deal. That is another brain in your body. Yep, I and agree. Great point. I, I have to say, I know that I get into a slump if I, you know, end up partying a couple days in a row. Say I've got a weekend where I party three days in a row, and then I've been eating garbage guess what? I'm probably going to be pretty low self-confidence, not feeling very good for a couple days. I'm probably gonna be down on myself and just being healthy. Yeah. And your gut health. I totally agree with that. Be active, get sunlight, eat good food. Those are things you can do to have more confidence, you know, and I'm not going to judge any woman's body. Yeah. Not, not where I am because beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Agreed. But it's all about how you feel about yourself too. Is like exactly. a really big thing. Exactly. And I will say this for sure, that no matter what size a woman is having confidence and knowing you have this like sexiness of your attitude of your like vibe, this confidence, no matter what physically, how physically you look, having that, that confidence will override it or trump it every time. Totally. And your partner will see that. So yeah. And you'll both feel it. Yeah. So take steps to have that confidence. Get your um, sparkle back. Yeah. You know what? If it's As really Brittany, be- Brittany always tells me, you got to get your sparkle back. If it's really beating you up, just think one percent a day. If you yeah, gain little baby one, steps. Yeah, baby steps. Just do do one percent more every day to try to get better. Yeah, I love that, babe. That's fantastic. Okay. Quick question about why was there a child's teepee behind me in the video when I said, ask me anything? Uh, that's a child's teepee that I bought for our German shepherd, Luke's German shepherd. <laughs> that's Jill's doghouse. It's Jill's doghouse. She does not fit in dog teepees. Jill, so your we have a ginormous mm. chi- <laughs> Good girl. child's teepee. Um, and last question, because the lions are playing coming up. I love this so much. This is from small foreign faction and they wanted to know just my favorite things about Detroit. 
So I'm assuming you're also a Detroit native. Holla. Let's go Lions. Hashtag one pride. I'm freaking out. 313. Everybody from the 313. I'll keep that 313 number till the day I die. But yeah, just in general. So God, there's so many. So I'm kind of going off the cuff here. But the things that just came to mind, food, easy. Lebanese food. Lebanese food, hands down. That's a Dearborn thing. It's a Dearborn thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, In downtown Detroit, I love Greek town. Greek town is amazing. Of course, all of our Coney Islands are the tits. But memory wise, I think the very first memory that rang a bell to me was with my very best friend, Amy, who is obviously one of my favorite people. She's on my group chat with my family as like our other, our other sister. And we got to go to the Toy Soldier music video shoot. M&M. So cool. It's so cool. Yep. It was pretty wild. Also, I worked at this club called Blue. I don't know if it's still there on Woodward, downtown Detroit. When I was a lot younger and we had the eight mile party there, I've waited on Eminem before. I've been rest in peace proof. I've been to proofs like mama's house before. I've hung out with D12 a bunch, my best friend, Amy and I. So that was just a blast. Um, shout out to our friend, Jimmy, for always taking us along on those fun, crazy rides. So and crazy. then another thing that really rang a bell, it's kind of going along with this whole Eminem thing, but St. Andrew's Hall and the shelter, if you guys have seen eight mile, those are real places. My cousin used to be the manager of those venues. So the first time I ever got to stage dive, I was actually like given permission because my cousin was managing St. Andrew's Hall and he took me up on stage and I got to stage dive to Primus and that was the tits and I lost a shoe. I was wearing flip flops (laughs) because that's what I used to wear. That's pretty cool. And I went to an M&M concert at Ford Field right after Ford Field with like became a thing. And I was wearing skinny jeans with a black tank top and black stiletto high heels because I thought Eminem would like notice me and think I was hot or something, which was like the dumbest thing I've ever done, maybe. (laughs) And my feet hurt so bad. I took my shoes off and walked through downtown Detroit barefoot to go see Nate Dog at the shelter. Questionable choices, but awesome. But I'm all safe and fine. So those are all the downtown Detroit things. And of course, like my best friend, Phil, who's, you know, huge Lions fan, Detroit fan, took me to the trailer park where they filmed 8 Mile, which was really fun. And then I remember one time when I finally, you know, was making money and stuff, I went, I flew into town and I stayed at the Renaissance Center and I rented out the penthouse for one night because I'm like, I just wanted to experience what it was like to be like that cool. Just that one (laughs) night, you know? So these are just staples from Detroit. Pablo Island back in the day. You said Renaissance Center, the coolest memory I have in the Detroit area. Uh I know it wasn't in Detroit, but when we went to the Renaissance Festival. Oh, yes. Late last year. That was fun. That was super fun. I love Detroit so much. I am just so proud of our city, you guys, all of you from Detroit, and go fucking Lions. So, Go Lions. No, seriously, though, uh, when we uh, ultimately get out of here, because Kristen and I will not be in Los Angeles forever, mm-hmm. I hope there's more Midwest involvement in our lives. Of course there will be when we have a family. Yeah, exactly. Our family lives. So maybe we'll bump into some of you awesome fans and listeners out there. We will definitely have some live shows there in the future, hopefully not too far off. Yep. But at the moment, there are no plans. You'll We'll hear it here first once we have that dialed. So stay tuned. All right. Well, we love you guys so much. Look forward to talking to you next week. We'll have the Vanderpump uh, recap episodes happening all the way into the Valley recap episodes. We're going to stick with the sex love, what else matters, but we do have the change of the name and a, a little 
what's the word I'm looking for? Revamp. A little revamp. A little rebranding, a little revamp of this podcast coming up very soon. But thanks, you guys, so much for always writing us. And we love you. Be safe. Go Lions. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.